This is a show about getting spooked for fun, and neither one of the hosts are associated with the attractions discussed in any way. Except for those skeletons in Devin's closet. Some topics may go from ghoulish to ghastly, so viewer discretion is advised. Welcome to The Great American Scream. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Great American Scream. My name is Devin Wright. My name is Adam O'Connell. And Adam? Yeah? I, uh, this is a very exciting episode. This is our first Patreon voted upon episode. Yay, patrons. I'm not going to do the same insert ad that I've done for the past five weeks of the same exact thing. (laughs) I'm just going to say, you should check out our Patreon. It's super fun. Go hang out with Joyce and Brucker. They're always super active in our community posts. Uh, Thank you all for that. And thank you for this episode, which is about your friend and mine, uh, friend to all, enemy to all, at the same time. He's got long, gangly legs, and we're not talking about Big Bird. the man in the fields oh. <laughs> or uh, me in seventh grade. We're talking about Slender's Man. Now, I would like to kick off this episode is that I have a note for Slender's Man. Oh, okay. Um, so, uh, the last um, tabletop wait, RPG... Wait, he's yeah. not... Slender Man. Hey, Slender Man. Let me just... Let, let me get on the... Let me get on the... The overhead. Uh, Slenderman, yeah. if you could come into uh, the production office, we'd like to talk to you. Okay, we so, just gotta wait. So the last, the last tabletop RPG campaign. Oh wait, he's glooping I, in. He's okay, glooping okay, in. Okay. Glo- I, we have to not look at him. Oh jeez, I always hate Sorry. that. He's very self-conscious. Okay, hi Slenderman. We're uh, happy to see you. Really great work out there. Uh, love the arms. Love the old photos. Love the creepy pasta. Very good. But uh, we do have a few notes for you. So uh, Adam, if you wanna. You want to kick it off? Yeah, honestly, this is more from like the 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 um. This is more of a writer's note than a performer note. Um, okay, okay. But, but we want to write it by you anyway. Um. So the last tabletop RPG campaign that I played, um, was about uh, a bunch of um children at a camp in the woods in the eighties. Um. Shout out to Elizabeth, our DM. It was a great campaign. Um. But so one of our last monsters that we fought was a tall gangly faceless man creature who lived in the forest and preyed upon children and okay not which is different from you but like to steal their memories however so when i this was introduced to me i said oh okay i know what's coming like i i I know how this riddle ends and she said my dm she said "No, no 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 this guy's name is longfellow and quite frankly i like (sighs) longfellow better than slender man (laughs) yeah actually uh uh I, I'm sure we probably don't get into the the etymology of Slenderman, but it is. Sorry, Slenderman. Um, I don't want to. You know, I know. Uh, you know, we should probably have HR in here when we're talking about this kind of stuff. But you know, you can sometimes get a little bit angry, get a little bit, you know, uh, staticky. I'm going to destroy your brain or whatever. So if you want to leave, uh, that's totally fine. We just have to talk. You know, we have to talk business here, me and Adam. All right, bye, Adam. I feel like Slenderman is a is a poop name that sucks. Because uh, it's just a description of like me. I mean, but so is Longfellow. I just yeah, think Longfellow, Longfellow has a sounds ring like to a, it. Yeah, Longfellow sounds like a, a last name. Like you wouldn't okay. go into a business and see a bank teller and see that he's named like Mr. Longfellow and be like, oh, that's an odd. I mean, you would think it's an odd name. It is yeah. an odd name. 
But if you went up and it was like Richard Slenderman. That would be amazing. <laughs> it'd be amazing, but it would be weird. You would you would bump on it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like <laughs> Slenderman's name and his etymology, like. Obviously, we talked about this in the uh, Internet Creepypasta episode, too, about the idea of, like, collaborative fiction on the Internet and how we all work together to, like, build this lore and stuff. Um, But we often forget that he wasn't just spawned. I mean, he was just spawned on the Internet one day, but, like, not out of the collective consciousness of the Creepypasta community. He was created, concepted into this earth by one person. Um and we did say in the internet creepypasta episode that he warranted his own episode. So thank you, and, patrons. And now we are doing said episode. Yeah. But and so we should talk because it's Slenderman. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of. There are two elephants in the room. It's okay. A very. It's very crowded in here. We have two elephants. <laughs> yeah. The one elephant, slightly smaller, uh, not as much of a problem. Is just like. The fact that there's like a mo- like a movie about him, and there's like games about him. Yes. So like. There, there are multiple Slenders man who exist in fiction, like in different ways. Like, like you were talking about, it was created by the one guy, Eric mm-hmm. Knudsen, and like that's true. But there's also like a separate Slender man that was collectively created. I would argue. Yeah, but the I think other element, elephant in the room is the 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 tragic stabbing. Yeah, uh, which. We're not going to talk about. Yeah, we're really not going to get into the details. We'll mention it when we talk about the moral panic that surrounded Slenderman because that was the root of it. But uh, we're not a true crime show. And out of respect of uh, the show's tone and what we know about, we're not going to be going into it in detail. If you are interested in learning more, uh, check out there's the documentary on it, the Beware the Slenderman documentary on HBO. Very informative. If you like true crime, it's really good. Yeah. And um, thank goodness uh, the victim of the stabbing survived. And I believe um, last she just spoke about it for the first time in the past couple of years. Um, she's studying medicine now. Oh, good for her. Yeah, she's great. Um, but so because of podcast. a lot of this, uh, Slenderman has become a very controversial figure over the years and the center of several moral panics. But he's also one of the biggest icons of not just Internet horror culture, but the Internet and how indie horror creators become popular. Yeah. And also just I, I feel like Slenderman... Like, we had internet-flavored, what a weird way to say it, internet-flavored <laughs> phenomena before Slenderman, like, mm-hmm. especially in the horror scene, I think of, like, Blair Witch, um, or even uh, Paranormal Activity, but, like, Slenderman felt like the first that was, like, of, by, and for the internet, if that makes sense. Yeah, that It makes really sense. was, like, we all woke up one day and Slenderman was here, and we were like, <laughs> oh, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I can get jiggy with this guy. Um, so if we go back, we have to go all the way back to 2009, which seems like such a Ooh. 11 years ago. Oh my God. <laughs> did it again, so yeah. I'm gonna let the beat yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so as a character, like capital C character, Slenderman was created on June 10th, 2009 by Eric Knudsen, uh, working under the pseudonym Victor Surge on the Something Awful Ooh. Internet Forum. He just, he, he, he put in the the main character of his favorite horror novel and his favorite soda. And that was his name. <laughs> Victor Surge. Okay, wait, wait, stop the podcast. Now you have to... The, oh, the okay. main character uh, of your favorite horror novel and Oh, I don't read horror soda. novels. Who's the... You can do the movie. Char- who's the main character of what? Oh, uh, who's the main character in It? I mean, there's like several, the main- but you'd have to go with Bill, probably. 
yeah, so it'd be like it'd be it'd be Bill Coke, which is not good. No. But I do like that only because Bill Coke, but it could be William Coca-Cola. It's William Coca-Cola name. is infinitely better. I think mine would take Okay, would you consider I would consider Dracula to be the protagonist of Dracula, but some may consider Jonathan Harker to be the protagonist. Yeah, I, you're so, not allowed to have such a cool name as Dracula. No, 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 because my fair. name is my name is my either, name is Bill Coke. You can't be no, Dracula, no. root beer, or whatever. Because here's the thing: my name is either Jonathan Diet Coke or Dracula Diet Coke, and I think it has to be Dracula Diet Coke. I think now that you say it out loud, it does have to be Dracula Diet Coke. Anyway, so uh, Victor Sarah here. So there was a Photoshop contest on the forum uh, for paranormal images on Eric Knudsen, on Eric Knudsen, on something awful. So Eric Knudsen took uh, two black and white images of children and photoshopped in a tall, thin figure with a white face wearing a black suit. And he added snippets of text to go with these images, uh, reading, we didn't want to go. We didn't want to kill them. But its persistent silence and outstretched arms horrified and comforted us at the same time. 1983 photographer, unknown, presumed dead. And the other uh, one that was going around was one or two of the recovered photographs from the Sterling City Library blaze, notable for being taken the day which 14 children vanished and for what is referred to as the Slender Man. Deformities uh, cited as filmed effects by officials. Fire at library occurred one week later. Actual photograph confiscated as evidence. 1986, photographer Mary Thomas, missing since June 13th, 1986. Okay, let me just, like, just heap praise onto Eric Knudsen. Yeah, it's really good. The fully conceived idea of this character might not have, like, been in his head when he created this. But so much of it is like and and these are bits that we like lose in later Slenderman adaptations, especially like I really I think Slender, the original game, which we'll probably talk about in a bit, mm. is just uh, a really incredible game, not not design wise, but as a kind of moment culturally. But what you lose in stuff like that, because they are so vague and purposefully uh kind of obfuscatory about the like origins of the character you lose this like oddly uh like comforting part of him and this like like you just lose so much of that like really creepy nuance that is included in this the simplicity of it's two photos it's this dude in a suit with no face like that is just so simple and so fascinating mm-hmm. and and the specific language of horrified and com- comforted us persistent silence and outstretched arms like ah they're just it's so good yeah and if you if you take away all of the post this slenderman lore like it's still perfect it's already perfect and honestly we're going to get into that in a little bit but that's kind of one of the things that's that's disappointed me about the continuous continued slenderman lore as it got more popular yeah. because just this just this amount of information and just these two photos is perfect i don't think yeah, as far e- as like a, a horror monster is concerned you need anything else right eat your heart out uh baby shoes never worn it's this like, is the new short <laughs> horror story it's like pennywise was way scarier before we found out that he was an alien I mean, agree. I agree to disagree, but I think we we've talked about there. There are definitely some horror characters that I mean. There's always a line of explanation that once mm-hmm. you cross it, it get you start to deteriorate quality. But like Pennywise, I think 
the level of explanation that really nails him is the like eldritch part of him mm-hmm. and then once you get to alien i'll agree with you that yeah well because <laughs> he's bit. the thing yeah the eldritch thing but i'm a firm believer a semi-firm believer like a like a good cheese a semi-firm believer in um, okay and <laughs> in, in less is more when it comes to uh horror monsters and i always go by the rule of improv that most adults will only ask why about something twice. So like if you take a horror monster like Slenderman um, and you go, wait, wait, wait. So what does Slenderman do? Oh, he lives in the woods and kidnaps children. Why or how? Because he's got like scary magic long and big arms. long limbs and tentacles. Everyone goes, yeah. OK, proceed. Like <laughs> that's it. Proceed. That's all I need, yeah. really. They're, yeah, not, they're I, not kids. They're not going to ask why again. Again, like, I, I think that there is, <laughs> okay, let me pause the podcast yeah. for a little sub-podcast I call Devin's Flag <laughs> Corner. Okay. Uh, I love flags. I love the design of flags. I should probably start a podcast about flag design. But there's a, uh, there's a modern idea in flag design called the Maryland point, which is the point at which a flag is so bad that it becomes good again. Okay. If you've ever seen the Maryland flag, that's considered the Maryland point. Uh, I think there's a similar point in horror when the explanation of a thing or the I think this applies to so much deep lore about like games and I just saw your face Did yeah you just I look just up looked the up the Maryland flag, flag. it's the it's one of the best <laughs> flags ever uh the <laughs> uh and it, it, this applies to all internet lore I think where uh there's a point at which the community and people's need for explanation passes a point of healthy and good and deepening the quality of the thing to bad and and just awful and starts to destroy the actual meaning of the of the work so like when we start to talk about Slenderman and we go like why like how does he get them like oh he has these long tentacles and then the next question for me would be like why like this picture was taken in like broad daylight why didn't like parents or people like stop the slenders man and it's like, oh, well, he has this weird aura about him. And like at that point, you can add a little bit that is not detrimental to the story. Mm-hmm. It's when you go, OK, why didn't uh, how how can we stop the Slender Man? Oh, you just find these eight pages of <laughs> of a stupid little silly ki- children's drawings like it. It's the Five Nights at Freddy's problem okay. where yeah, you, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. you feel the need to explain everything. When really only some explanation is needed to make it. Yeah, because that's like the, really my exact same opinion about the Five Nights at Freddy's franchise is that the reason the first couple games are so good is that all it says like you're in this pizza place and the animatronics are out to get you and you go, OK, that's pretty scary. And then you get so much lore. Oh, but it's to not me, scary like, anymore. We should we should do an episode about the Five yeah. Nights series uh, that maybe I could lead that. I, I really think that some of the lore uh, descriptions of something like Five Nights is really solid. Like when you look yeah, at, yeah, I the think it's first, a solid story. Absolutely. Oh yeah, but like that kind of delving in and the the kind of ARG game between a creator and an audience of like, oh, we're piecing this stuff together. That can be really fun to a point. <laughs> like <laughs> the first the first four game theory videos are interesting because you're like, oh, did he mean this? Did he not mean this? We're looking at like artistic intent and and inspiration. Were they based on real life murders? Like. This is like so interesting. And then you get 17 game theory videos in and it's starting to feel like this isn't a horror franchise anymore. <laughs> this is purely an advertising campaign for Matt Pat's merch. Yeah. Shout out to Matt Pat. <laughs> He's not listening. I, but 
I'm going to revoke my shout out for Matt Pat. <laughs> Matt Pat, I'm sure you're fine. But <laughs> negative I'm watching one a lot shout of food out. theory, the new channel. It's great. Oh, um, anyway, so um, uh, so after Slenderman first appeared on the Something Awful forum, uh, other posters immediately saw it and said, forget whatever we were supposed to be doing. We're going to make more stuff about Slenderman. Cancel um, everything. Cancel the contest. Yeah. Uh, and expanding upon the lore by adding their own, own images. Um, so Nudson said that Slenderman was inspired by Zach Parsons, the insidious beast, uh, Stephen King's The Mist, reports of shadow people from all across the United States, and Mothman. Yeah, he's kind of a beautiful amalgamation of all those things. And H.P. Lovecraft was also, of course, a big inspiration in the sense of this unfathomable horror or horror so unfathomable that it has to present itself in a certain way in order for your brain to process it. Um, that's all there. He also seems yeah. to have some fey similarities and connections in the sense of his like vague appearance and shifting to reflect what the viewer wants or fears to see he lives in the woods he kidnaps children it's a very kind of like unseely sort of yeah yeah this is, i like this yeah this is also your uh daily great america's green reminder that fey are evil in most folklore <laughs> and it's the americans yeah. that have made them cute <laughs> and you know i think that the real answer is to fuse these two together so they are very cute but they're also eldritchly powerful oh, yeah, they and steal your children. But they're also and evil. now Slenderman is also that. Slenderman is a fairy. Slenderman is totally fae. <laughs> um, and so although it began on the Something Awful forum, it went viral and spread to all edges of the internet. Uh, one of the earliest and most notable pieces of the expanded Slenderman mythos came from YouTube in 2009, the series Marble Hornets. Uh, which was made by Troy Wagner, tells of a fictional film student named Alex who runs into uh, Slenderman while filming his first feature-length project, also called Marble Hornets. Uh, as of today, it's got 87 entries and something like 93 videos. Um, and it, That's a lot. Yeah, it established the idea of Slenderman having proxies or people under his influence uh, that he can control for his means. And the Slender symbol, which is that circle with the X through it that you see in all sorts of Slenderman media. Yeah, I like the proxies. Let's uh, let's this is my note session. OK, uh, this is what this whole episode is, is a series of notes for Slenderman. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's uh, we can keep the proxies. Let's keep them. uh uh, shadowy and interesting and uh, confusing, and let's just cut the symbol. I don't think Slenderman can read. Like I don't think he has a sense of like if we want a symbol, it's a it's a akin. We're following this fae thing. Okay. It's like a fairy circle, mm -hmm. but it's he never makes it. It's just okay. something that appears near him. So that's my note for this part. Okay, got it. Um, and the other very notable expanded uh, piece of lore that we talked about is Slender, the Eight Pages, um, an indie game that uh, developed by Mark J. Hadley in 2012. Uh, armed with a flashlight, you are tasked with collecting eight notes in various parts of the forest as the fog grows thicker and you are stalked by Slenderman. And this was followed by Slender, the Arrival in 2013. Yeah, this. So uh, this game is really interesting. And the, the sequel is to... This thing blew up on YouTube and like every single Let's Player ever played it. It kind of lined up with, uh, as we talked about in the video game episode, it kind of lined up with the rise of stuff like Amnesia, The Dark Descent, and uh, later Five Nights at Freddy's uh, at kind of <laughs> popularizing this uh, horror theater uh, 
<laughs> genre of YouTube that's still around today. But specifically, so Slender the Arrival is considered a bad game. Um, generally, uh, it just, it kind of attempts to add story where people thought there maybe shouldn't be. The thing about the original Slender, and it was originally just called Slender, um, and then later through updates it became called The Eight Pages when it started to be actually sold on places like Steam. The, like, odd development of that game is so fascinating from a horror perspective because in some ways as it got updated and as the world of it got expanded it actually got less interesting and i think the uh it it like got graphically nicer as it got updated which was so sad because the first few versions were this like almost pathologic like early 2000s level graphics like it looked like it was built in like counter-strike truly like eight pixels total yeah and it was so interesting and the other thing that this established was the slender man's link to uh manipulating electronics so when you would see him or you would uh get killed by him your screen would start to turn static um and it's really unknown where that part of it came in but I would hazard the guess that it's just because every single video game about horror that wasn't Amnesia the Dark Descent at this point in time had cameras in them. And I, I think one of the games that did this really well was Outlast and Outlast 2, uh, where you were like going around finding batteries for your camera and stuff. And it just like, it probably comes from Blair Witch originally. Mm-hmm. But like the first Slender game had it and it was interesting. And the. I think the link to Slenderman of being like this snowy, staticky screen is interesting because it's also black and white. And so it would be like, you you don't, there were, there were times because the graphics are so bad, and this is why it's so good, you wouldn't know that, you're, you, that Slenderman is near you. You would like turn and he'd be in the darkness, but you couldn't see him. But you would know you saw him because the sound and the static would start to come in. And you'd be like, oh God. And when he actually got you, there would be this flashing white face and the static. And it was just so good. And then it got worse and worse. And it's so sad. Well, and <laughs> the, one of the real reasons that it was so popular, like not even necessarily the quality of the game, but the let's play quality of it. Yeah. Um, it became huge on YouTube because less players in gaming channels would play and have these big exaggerated reactions to the jump scares. Um, this predated Five Nights at Freddy's, I believe, um, when yes, this kind of yeah. really took off. And But videos like this would garner millions of views because it's fun to watch people get scared. <laughs> um, yeah. And people really enjoyed it. Um, and his appearance in this game also inspired the creation of Endermen in Minecraft, uh, who are tall, dark figures that teleport wherever the player, uh, whenever the player yeah. isn't looking at them, which is exactly what the, Slenderman does in the games. The true Frenderman to us all, the <laughs> Endermen in Minecraft. Yeah, so this was kind of the golden age of Slenderman, as it were, uh, when the video games were really when he became popular on internet forums and even started to make appearances in like, regular like uh uh uh, like pop culture media like he was in an episode of my little pony friendship is magic yeah he hosted snl that one time uh (laughs) and that was around the time when like uh you know taylor swift and and kanye were having their tiff and and he made a funny joke about that in the monologue and he was really good he was on uh he was on the daily show i do like the idea of taking like a nightmare on elm street five kind of angle or whichever one that is with slenderman where he leaves (laughs) the internet world and is like a star in the in the regular world 
Like a oh I'm my like, god! Write this down. A Who Framed Roger Rabbit? But it's creepy pasta. Oh, trademark, trademark, trademark. <laughs> my idea was that you have a Slender Man escape the internet world and come into the real one, and he becomes a celebrity. And the original like people who are fighting him in like the video games have to try to convince the world that Slenderman is evil. Okay. And, yeah, and yeah, yeah. He's yeah. like, because he's slowly taking over, uh, and he's going to be on every screen, kind of a screen slave, like from Incredibles Two. Got it. Uh, idea there. So that's mine. Trademark. 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 <laughs> so um, after this period, this is about when the uh, stabbing in Wakasha, Wisconsin, uh, occurred. If you are unfamiliar with what happened in 2014, uh, two girls in Wakasha, Wisconsin, stabbed their classmate in order to appease Slenderman. Uh, the girl fortunately survived, um, but the incident caused a serious, serious moral panic over Slenderman and creepypasta as a whole in the United States, as parents became seriously concerned with the effects of these online horror stories on their children. Because it's one thing to like read a scary, like it's one thing to read Pet Cemetery or some other scary book. Um, that exists in its kind of own universe. Like you're, you're acknowledging when you're reading it, like this is a story about other people. So Bill goes to the store or whatever. Um, but the way that kind of internet creepypasta works is that you are ultimately the protagonist in a lot of these circumstances. And when you're young, right. even if like your, your, your rational brain knows that it's a made up story. It, once when you're young, there's a very active, irrational part of your brain that goes, okay, but what if it's real? How do I, protect myself that's why we get scared of creepypasta as kids because we are treated as a protagonist and our brain accepts it as a, an actual threat yeah and and we talked about this in the sat satanic panic episode but there's always like the the fact that this was specifically linked to slenderman is not because of any specific thing about slenderman it would have happened just because of the way culture changes and, and affects especially children and especially horror culture. And and just like you said, this was something that came out of internet culture and then the backlash to it from parents uh, and from people who were uh, meaningfully worried. Uh, and it's, it's almost as though the, and this happens all the time, but the strengths of something like internet horror also become like very dangerous. Uh, like the fact that we become the main characters is a really interesting and positive part for the adult part of <laughs> internet horror yeah. fandom. Uh, but we often uh, neglect the effects that horror and internet culture have on on young people. And it's something that like I feel like when we were younger, we were like, ah, oh, that's fine. We're like, we you don't need to worry about that. All this parent panic is all fake and they just want to stop their kids from mm -hmm. being on the internet but like as I get as I approach the ripe old age of 23 <laughs> uh, it, it it does start to dawn on you how wild the internet we existed on was oh, yeah. and how actually dangerous it might have been yeah absolutely and, and cause the same thing because like my siblings are freshmen in high school and so I always like see them consuming the same kinds of things that I consumed as a as a teenager but like, like no, looking no, no, back stop. now I'm like why are you doing this um but so this this moral panic totally like irreversibly altered the online com fan community surrounding Slenderman and Creepypasta um, many blogs and projects that were dedicated to Slenderman were either su suspended or shut down entirely out of concern for how it was affecting kids um yeah but I, again like 
to me, I under, I understand that, right? Mm-hmm. Like it really makes sense. But to me, you shut those things down out of respect for a tragedy. Yeah, not absolutely. because you're like worried that Slender Man specific. Like that's my point about yeah. it. Not I mean, being that about was Slender that was a huge part of it too. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, however, in the late 2010s, there was this kind of recharacterization of Slenderman that appeared on the internet, uh, portraying him as this uh, benevolent anti-hero dedicated to protecting children from abuse and bullying, uh, although often by violent means. And yeah, uh, we rounded the bend very quickly with Slenderman. Yeah, like for Frankenstein, it took a century. <laughs> for Dracula, it took a bit longer. And for, for Slenderman, it literally took six years. Yeah. And this is, we also begin to see the character of Skinny Sally, who is a character that is deemed his daughter. Y'all, um, no. <laughs> enough. Stop it. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I think this is a, a, in part a lot of, especially young people who enjoy the Slenderman mythos, trying to reclaim him and put him in a more right. positive light. Because um, ultimately it's an anti-bullying and anti-abuse stance, just a... Through a very yeah. violent and if you need to use Slender Man, yeah, to to kill abusers and and kidnappers, do it. Yeah, however, he'll do it. <laughs> commercial adaptions of Slenderman continued because the entertainment industry and major companies are always five years behind all of this. So it, yeah, it and was... that's especially dangerous in on in the internet age. Like yeah. twenty years ago, that it... wasn't a problem, but now it's like, oh, Slenderman got canceled. You can't make a movie about him. It was in like twenty fifteen where all of the major like entertainment companies were like, hey, Slenderman's cool, right? Everyone was like, no, not anymore. No, it's not. Um the film adaption of Marble Hornets titled Always Watching, A Marble Hornet Story, was released in 2015 with Slenderman being played by Doug Jones because who else? Doug! <laughs> um, and the official, like, air quote, film adaption was announced in 2016 by Sony Pictures. This is after, I think, uh, Nudson had sold the rights to Slenderman. It's currently owned by an entertainment company. Um, but so the official film adaption was announced by in 2016 by Sony Pictures and was met with much controversy, with many accusing the film of trying to capitalize off of the Wakasha stabbing, while Sony representatives insisted that the story was based entirely off of the online character. Um, it was released in 2018, uh, despite protests, uh, starring Javier Botet as Slenderman, which is crazy. Um, wow. And it is garbage. It's truly Mama one of garbage. The, it's truly <laughs> one of the worst horror movies I've seen in the last eight years. It's yeah. so bad. It's a total. It's like a compilation movie of unrelated jump scares and incredibly lazy horror. Scenes. Like at one point, one of the characters goes to a library just to Google something. Like she doesn't use books or like, any other. Like she's, she's just, in 1989. Yeah, and it's she an goes Amber to the library terminal. to Google something, and they only did it so they could do like a library like horror scene where he's chasing her through the bookshelves, and like they turn upside down. It's like, oh, it's a labyrinth now, and it's scary. Um, it it's so bad. I I can't even. There's nothing nice I can say about this movie unless you count like. Joey King is in this and she was really good in the act, which is not a compliment about this movie. <laughs> nope, it's a second degree compliment. Yeah, that it seems to me from what I've seen of it. And this happens all the time with these kinds of uh, just kind of cash ins mm-hmm. on cultural touchstones that the people making them don't understand at all. Yeah. Is you just throw the same stuff that worked for other movies at the wall without realizing that they don't serve the thing that you're trying to cash in on if that makes sense yes 
I, I, I was like, it makes me sad this movie wasn't good. I wish that yeah. such a important creation for the internet could get a, a movie that like worthy of its of its history and its reputation. Um, however, a this movie came out at a bad time, and b it was made by a big entertainment company who probably didn't do any research, um, and just thought like thought that for them, I think Slenderman was a stand-in for just any horror monster. Like, right, that's exactly. the thing about the Slenderman movie is that you could have replaced Slenderman with any generic horror monster and it would have been the same movie. Um, so I hope one right. day Slenderman gets a good movie. Uh, we're just going to have to wait um, until, uh, I don't know, the correct time. But since then, he's mostly uh, relegated to random mentions uh, or episodes in supernatural crime shows that either take like their like their supernatural version of it or their like you know how crime shows like law and order whenever something yeah. happens they'll do like a, a remixed version of it as an episode yeah richard so, slenderman yes they'll do that <laughs> they, but the slenderman is given a different non-copyrighted name including a th- my some of my favorite examples thin man and glasgow man glasgow man Glasgowman. Yeah, was, uh, he was my social studies teacher in sixth grade <laughs> i do uh, don't think either of those are better than longfellow though yeah, Longfellow, I think, is the best. But this is like, I talked about rounding the bend. Literally, it took him 10 years to go from really interesting emerging horror character to the character that that shows and movies use as shorthand, like, in a random one-off. Yeah, he burned fast and bright. <laughs> Our beautiful star. Our beautiful, Our beautiful boy. star, he burned fast and bright. And now, now he's dead. <laughs> But for how long? Good night. Good night, sweet prince. Good night, Good night thin prince. prince. Good night, thin prince. I don't know. I feel like choruses of Faye sing thee to thy rest. Give it a couple years and he'll make a comeback. That's yeah, what always happens back. with these folks. Yeah. Like a like a deadbeat celebrity. He'll be back. Yeah. Alright, well that was <laughs> That was our episode of The Great American Scream. If you enjoyed this episode, uh, you can leave a rate and review on iTunes or you can follow us on Spotify. But the best way to spread the word about the show is to tell a friend about it. We also have a Patreon at patreon.com slash greatscreampod where you can get tons of cool rewards from a personalized thank you note from us to voting in monthly polls to joining us for live streams whenever we start live streaming horror games. Adam, can you pimp our social medias, please? Uh, yes, you can follow us on Facebook at The Great American Scream or Twitter and Instagram on, at Great Scream Pod. Um, send us, what do you think about Slenderman? Uh, let us know. Uh, send us your favorite pieces of Slenderman lore from the internet. If you have a favorite video. What do you think about this guy? What's your, what's, your, get a, what's your beat on this guy? Um, you can tweet at us or post using the hashtag TGAS. And if there's something you would like to hear about on the show, uh, feel free to tweet at us as well, because your suggestion may become a future episode just like this one was. Yay. A special thank you goes out to Michael Segudo, who does the intro to the podcast, as well as Stevie Viola, who does the intro and outro music. You can find him on Twitter and YouTube. And a thank you goes out to our current patrons, who are Eric, Casper, Bree, Gail, Joyce, Brucker, Melinda, and Chris. Thank y'all. Thank we you love you. so much. I've been Devin Wright. I've been Adam O'Connell. And hopefully you have been spooked. Hey, if somebody can go deliver our notes to, to, to the Slendersman, that would be great. Yeah, I feel like I feel like we kind of brought him in and made the energy really weird in the room. And so if it could be like a stage management intern or somebody yeah, yeah. who like... Yeah, send somebody yeah. Um, Just do it safely. 